but again, I think it speaks to what Kirby's built and what he's done because it's it's just it's not normal. And Georgia fans, don't be don't be turds. Like enjoy this, soak it up. It's awesome. If you don't win this year, it's still not a failure. Like it's a heck of a run, and you know back to back in the playoff era hasn't been done. So to ask for a third is I feel like it's gluttonous. Like it's like, like it's not okay, but but we'll be in the mix. David Pollock talking about Georgia. Is he going to keep his own advice there? No. It's, I mean, it's it's sound advice, I guess, yeah. but that's no one's listening to that. An SEC, you're asking an SEC fan not to be uh, spoiled after winning two national championships in a row. Come on, David. Come on. Surely you don't even think that that's possible. Here's the harsh reality. See, Alabama fans. If Georgia doesn't make it to the national championship game we all know what the problem is it's kirby smart should be fired he'll be a victim of his own success yeah. in three years if they don't win he's another lost championship it. he's he's lost the edge that competitive edge he's gotten complacent he got that big contract that big house bought a lake house i heard he's got maybe a house down in florida he's spending all his time at should be watching film. You know what? I wouldn't blame Kirby Smart if he uh, if he mailed it in and doesn't have that same edge. It's perfect, Teddy. Get to Georgia, revive that program, get them two national championships, which is more titles combined that they've had whatever, I guess. Get a massive contract extension, get a massive buyout in three years, and roll off into the sunset as a two-time national championship head coach. You know what's shocking? It's brilliant. And maybe there's an instance or two out there, but it's just weird that we've never heard like a like a Kirby Smart. Hey, you know what? I I won a national championship as a player. I, I was I wanted to coach football and I wanted to win a national championship. He won one as a player, right, at Alabama. Kirby Smart. Kirby played at Georgia. Or. Um, who are you talking about? Dabo won and won at Alabama. Yeah, maybe that's, that's who I'm thinking of. Um, I'm just, I'm wondering why no one has ever said, my cup is full. I've made a ton of money. I, I've won a championship. I've accomplished everything that I want to. I appreciate you guys, but. My work here is done. Yeah, because there's no buyout for walking away. Uh, uh, right. People say that, Teddy, but they just take the program that they're at so they can get the $30 million, uh, in buyout money before they leave and so walk away. That's actually what Jimbo Fisher's doing at yeah, Texas A&M. Pretty much. You just can't come out and well, say Well, hell, it. I won that title about that there in 2013 there. Florida <laughs> State got a big kicker turn late there. So, hell, I just well, walk away from the buyout. I'll just go ahead and uh, sink this program here. You, un, the unfortunate reality is, in order to, you have to kill the program you're at to be able to walk away. It's like you're in a gang, right? You cannot walk away from the gang. Oh, that's great. Did you hear what uh, some fans shouted at Jimbo at the Houston A&M Club? Could you imagine the people at that thing, by the way? Oh, the man. Houston A&M Club Woo. and the, uh, the, the gator skin boots that are there mm. and just... God, the, oh, that would be a, that would be a pretty terrible collection of people. The Houston A and M Club. 
Anyway. Well, is there any A&M club that's not a bad collection of people? No, but the a- the Houston club, <laughs> I mean, come on. That that would be a pretty bad crowd there. I'm so, there's got to – does A&M have some good fans? I Okay. I thought when I went there for the first time in 2002 – Remember mm-hmm. when you guys couldn't cover anyone down yeah, the field on the deep ball that. from Reggie McNeil? I, I thought their fans were okay, but I don't know if the SEC move. I, I I don't I don't know if they ever had great fans, but at least the times that I've been down there, they've been okay. But it's it's not they're they're not the same group. Anyway, the Houston A and M uh, club. I guess this was last night. Some fans stood up and said, "Please kick Nick Saban's ass." <laughs> to which Jimbo uh, responded. I'm with you on that. We should have had them beat them a year ago. We will. I'm sleeping well right now. I promise you that. That's oh, my said. gosh. Oh, that's just – that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. That's the A&M Houston club right there. That's yeah, well, in a nutshell. that's the thing is uh, the Houston A&M club, they're fresh off a – what was their record? Last year they were 5-7, five. Five yeah. Fresh off a 5-7 and seven record and – the demand from the Houston A&M club is to go, go whip Nick Saban's <laughs> ass. Oh, we'll do it. I'll tell you. I, I'm sleeping good at night right now. I'll tell you that much. They should start by uh, trying to beat Arkansas and then maybe work their way up from they there. Should, they, how about Miami on the road? Yeah. They got they okay. got very fortunate to beat Miami a year ago. I, Miami played some bad football last year, but that was probably the worst game the Canes played uh, all of last year. I remember watching that the night after the uh, OU Nebraska game. Somewhere mm. in Omaha, they mm, yeah. I guess they there. There's never going to be really an easy schedule, but there's there's is pretty difficult. Depending on what we get out of Miami, that's their their big non conference. It's on the road, as you said. Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, three home games in a row at Tennessee, South Carolina, at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Abilene Christian, and then at LSU to finish things off. Tyler from Kellyville Ooh. says, how about App State? Yeah, uh, App State beat mm. them last year at home, which is pretty amazing. And beat them like at their own game. It's not like they lined up and whipped them. Uh, Sark's Vodka. You guys, jeez. I saw that on there. I was wondering uh, – <laughs> that. That's that's a great name. I'm wondering, like, do you have to text in a request to have your name labeled? Uh, I yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know how okay. that. I, maybe that's the case. Drew from Flower Mountain says, I don't know, Tyler. Miami did lose to Middle Tennessee State. Fair. I think they did that pretty bad too. Uh, Sark's Vodka, however, says also, what beatdown was worse, OU Texas last year or in 2003? Well, by points, it was uh, 52 points in 2003. I at least OU has somewhat of an excuse last year right yeah texas had on the field that day one of the players on their mount rushmore in program history vince young didn't start that day but he played a lot of that football game ou did not have a um historical player of significance in that football game last year i would say 2003 was worse that was like what two top eight teams maybe two top five teams going into that year i'm biased obviously but i'll say 2003 was worse yeah. Then last year, so you Texas game. Yeah, I don't if we were ranked last year it was it was only based I, off no, of No, I don't I don't I don't think that they were. They had lost two consecutive games. Not going into it. Had oh yeah, we had. Yeah, yeah. yeah the TCU right. loss was the uh, right. week before. And K State was before that. I think was it wasn't that the yeah. first yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, there you go. Uh, Tyler, someone living in Houston, I can say you're right. Houston Haggies are as bad as it gets. Delusional at its finest. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I will say, just to give the Houston Aggies a little bit of a break, every fan base, yes, even Oklahoma, have uh, their delusional group. I don't, well, actually, I don't know. Do we have a delusional group right now that – I think we're kind of in the in the process right now of trying to talk people off the ledge, like as far as yeah. uh, that you we're throw, not any good. You throw out an eleven and one on these airwaves, and uh, there will be some people that will call you some names on this here yeah. text line. Eleven and one. Where were you last year? Well, predicting they'd go eleven and one. I mean, I, I, I think I think every, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think every fan base can be delusional. Um, but there's not a whole lot of uh, of that going on right now. I think everyone kind of understands the situation that OU's in this year. Got to get a lot better, but a very favorable schedule to do so. Right. By the way, I think it was uh, Caesars. Uh, we had DraftKings release their over-under for wins. Caesars did it today. Same as same as DraftKings, OU's at 9.5. So that's probably going to be the uh, consensus over-under for OU, 9.5. And, and I think that that's a – that's a pretty good number. I would have it nine and a half or ten. Yeah, it's probably right. <sighs> Texas is also at nine and a half, just like they were on DraftKings. So there you go, the two highest over-unders in the league. No one with an over-under ten or higher in the conference this year, which is pretty amazing. Hmm. Yeah, what did we have last year? Did we have well, – yeah, we just had two double-digit win teams, TCU and – K-State, right? K-State was ten and four. No one else. No one else even won nine games. Um, so, K State, I think they've got an opportunity to do it again um, because they can beat Missouri, right? They'll beat Missouri. Uh well, they're yeah. They they should beat Missouri this year in Columbia. They should win that game. Yeah. So I I think I think Kansas State's going to be close to it. Not having to play Oklahoma is is big for them, even though that they've done sure? really well against us recently. <laughs> It's the best um, game they played the past five years. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, yeah, nine and a half. I I just I still can't if you ask me to find the the three losses to where we don't cover the nine and a half, I can't do it. I mean, I Texas is the only one that I can legitimately look at it and say we could lose that game i i can't pick us to lose to cincinnati on the road or iowa state or at kansas is going to be that's that's a tough game you know by the by the win totals that they have and a lot of that is because of the schedule that you have but as crazy as it is to say kansas could be by the win totals your third toughest uh game this year outside of texas and dallas and tcu at home yeah, and and honestly, man, like unless OSU is a lot better than I think, uh, we'll see about UCF. I'm kind of interested to see what they have this year offensively. I think they got a chance to be okay, pretty good maybe. At KU could be your third toughest game this year. I mean, it really could be. Now that's all that all depends on Jalen Daniels staying healthy. But if he is healthy and he's back to the self that he was at the beginning of last year and the end of last year. Yeah, KU will be a pretty sneaky. I don't know if it'll be a sneakily tough game, but it, it'll be it'll be a tough game. Yeah, for KU standards. 
Well, I'm I'm curious to see what we what we get out of Jalen Daniels. Um, you know, last year he was on a uh, incredible run, did some some great things, and obviously took the injury there and, and didn't play against us. How many games did he miss there? Like Jalen Daniels, his first game he missed. He got hurt the TCU. week before in that TCU game. Then he missed the OU game. I feel like he missed about four. Yeah, he missed uh he missed about a month and month and a half here as I see it and came back. They lost to Texas uh and lost to Kansas State. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they lost to Arkansas in the bowl yeah, game. Yeah, that was like one of the best bowl games last year. Uh OU has no delusional fans says the text line. Now leave us alone while we watch him win it all this year. <laughs> Love that. Is OSU going to have enough kids for a team? Uh, Ohio Sooner is Kansas at Lawrence going to be tougher than the last visit there. God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I hope Ooh. it's not as tough as it was last time. The last visit or there as was stressful. Uh, Jalen Daniels in the Liberty Bowl against Arkansas threw for 544 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, they lost the game, unfortunately. Wow. And ran for a touchdown. Yeah. All right, we got to get to Bob Stoops coming up next. All right, Coach Stoops joins us next. Got a big weekend coming up for Coach, so stay tuned. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. Entrepreneurs and Moore Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. Moore Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, Moore Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about Moore Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. The Mont invites you to come by and enjoy our high-quality food and drinks in our historic atmosphere. The Mont has won numerous awards, including Best Restaurant in Norman, Best Appetizer for our Great Queso, Best Exotic Drink for the Original Swirl, the Best Patio Dining for our beautifully landscaped patio. Come see the Town Tavern, OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330. Hey, y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. Being from Oklahoma, I know a thing or two about natural disasters. Tornadoes are common where I'm from and have affected my life and the lives of people I care about. No matter where you live, be aware of the dangers in your area and have a plan. You can create an emergency kit, come up with an evacuation plan, and know where to seek shelter. 
You never know when a disaster may hit. These simple steps can help save a life. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Dot, the Safety Sentinel. Did you know speeding was the leading cause of work zone collisions in 2020 and 2021? When passing by those orange cones, be sure to take extra precautions to slow down, put away distractions, and keep extra space between you and the vehicles ahead of you. When driving through work zones, we want you and our crews to make it home safe and help us make Oklahoma safe. This message is brought to you by Oklahoma Transportation and the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority. I'm Gina Mitchell and I invite you to shop with us at Mitchell's Jewelry. We have the perfect pieces for mom on her special day. Stacking rings, diamond hoops, and our much-loved Bahan bracelets. For graduates, watches are a time-honored favorite. Michelle watches for her and Shinola watches for him. Sentimental favorites include diamond earrings or a strand of pearls. Your grad will treasure these gifts for years to come. Need some extra help? Call or message us. Our personal shoppers are at the ready. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. on the ref, Tyler McComas, Steady Layman. I was waiting for you to bring it in, seeing you guys, I was on the phone there, but all you were doing was looking like Pee Wee Herman and dancing well, around in studio. I, I don't want to bring it in and cut in. Usually you go straight to Coach Stoops. Yeah, well, we will uh, catch up with Coach Stoops here shortly, and he's got a big ball game yes. on Saturday night, XFL championship game, 7 o'clock on Saturday night, and it's it's interesting. He played, what, a 10-week regular season mm-hmm. plus a uh, game in the semifinals. So that was like 11 consecutive weeks without a bye week. It's almost like a, a long regular season with the bye week kind of at the end of things later in the season. I wonder how he spent last week, if he spent it uh, grinding over film or just kick back like the rest of us watching the Kentucky Derby and OU uh, ripping the hearts out of Oklahoma State softball on Saturday. Well, I'm hoping the latter for it, uh, for Coach. It's a good question. I, you know, he, he told us last week they're going to give the guys some time off, let them uh, uh, step away for a little bit, and then come back and get to work, which I think is, is probably the best way to do it. That is a long grind, players and coaches. So, yeah, probably a much-needed little break, try regroup, and uh, be energized for the championship game against the defenders. Knipple Meyer, Chevrolet text line for the 918. You all do a lot of over-unders. Curious your over-under on how many quarterbacks TCU will injure again this year. That's from Tulsa Mike. Well, that's a, I, uh, I will have a lot better idea about TCU this year, depending on that number. If it's, if it's three to four like it was last year, then my outlook on the, on the Frogs will be quite a bit different. Yeah, it, they had a list going there for a while. It was every single game, wasn't it? Well, Jalen Daniels, a guy yeah. that we just talked about. Dylan Gabriel, a guy that we always talk about. And there was Kansas State. Did they, they didn't knock out Spencer Sanders, or did they like they did they injure him in that game? 
There, there was there was three or four that they well, that Kansas they, State Martinez. He, he uh, got knocked out. He got knocked out of that game, and they had, uh, and it was uh, Hodge, Jamoy Hodge. That yep, same. Backer. I think he did all of them, and I think both him and Hodges and Hodge were the two inside guys, and they were both studs. Now. Jamoy Hodge is gone, I believe. Maybe I, I believe that back. he. I believe that he is, and uh, whoever. Uh, well, uh, Sean Payton now oh, coaches no. for the Broncos. I'd be shocked if the Broncos didn't draft him or sign him to an undrafted free agent. Dang, those guys were both juniors. I thought they were both seniors. Jamoy Yay. Hodge. Hodge. I thought he was. I thought he was gone. Did he? Did he, he enter in the draft? He may have entered the draft. He's listed on ESPN as active, but I don't know how quickly that. Oh no! That changes. Please don't be back. <laughs> I think he maybe he is back. I, I, for I some reason, I thought he was gone. I think they're both back. Oh, I've been operating under the impression that they're both gone. So okay, OU TCU on Black Friday, you got to start Davis Bevel. You got to do it. You got to start ah. Davis Bevel and get that one out of the way, and then bring in Jackson Arnold after that. That's smart. That is smart. That's the way to do it. Have a couple of guys ready and, and, and loaded early. Wow. Well, hopefully that's not the case for uh, for our quarterback or, or even TCU. I mean, here's the thing, though. I, not even just for us, and some people are different, but I would prefer to see every team in the conference be at their best the entire year. Right? I don't like the um, – you know, someone didn't have one of their best players or maybe their best player for a week or two. I don't think it helps us find the truth. Like, who who is the actual best football team this year? Well, sometimes you don't want to find the truth. I, know. I hope that's not the case this year, but I'm not going to be too picky uh, however they happen well, we with should, the wins. I hear what you're saying, and, and ultimately, but yes, But it would you're be right. nice to win 11 games and know that it wasn't – I mean, your schedule stunk, but it – it wasn't a fluke with the you know with the teams that you played. They That's were what I'm saying. Strength. Sure, yeah. For some teams, you need that extra little bit of a boost there by maybe the 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 schedule happens to line up with some bad injury problems from some of the better teams out there. We need to be able to line up and prove it. You know, that's that's kind of where we are right now. Speaking of TCU. Um, there was some schedule. There are some schedule leaks for the NFL schedule release coming up on Thursday. And I guess for the first time ever, it said the first time ever, um, the NFL is going to play a game on Black Friday this year, which I thought immediately, great, great. You know what that means? The NFL playing a game on Black Friday? Since college football is scared to death about playing at the same time as the NFL game, Buddy, we'll be rolling into uh, Owen Field at 11 a.m. the day after Thanksgiving. It's going to be an early game between OU and TCU on that Black Friday. I am hoping that's not the case, but that was my immediate thought. Here's the one thing uh, that I do like about the NFL. They're not – they operate how they want to operate. They don't take into account what anyone else is doing – they have their product, they're going to play it, and, and that's how things go. College football is so scared to play at the same time as the NFL, they're willing to do God knows what, um, shoot themselves in the foot to where they don't line up against the NFL. Stupid. So 11 a.m., I'm sure, uh, on Black Friday. Fun. 
Which, by the way, it, it, is, uh, it is interesting that OU is playing a game on Black Friday this year. Have you, have, you, have you thought about that? I mean, it's been a while since that's been the case. Are I've we, thought uh, about it, but... Are we being uh, prepared for something that's about to be the norm moving forward? I don't know. I just, well, I just thought it was totally random that they decided to do that this year. Yeah. I, I wish I could tell you what the reasoning was, why they did it, what they're hoping for, what they're... Conspiracy theory, I think that we're being uh, maybe prepped a little bit for something that's about to happen on an annual basis moving forward. Why you say that? I fear that OU Missouri could be uh, the day after Thanksgiving every day moving forward. That, that's just a, a hunch. I just thought it was interesting that randomly in OU's last year in the Big 12, they're playing a game not on that final Saturday, but it's on the day after Thanksgiving. Against, against, like, TCU, too. Like, it's not like you're playing Oklahoma State for the final time there or anything. It's just, it's just totally random. Okay, but I'm with you. You're right. It's totally random. But tell me, tell me why we would play Missouri on Black Friday. Because they've been playing games on Black Friday Who's against they? Arkansas. Missouri? Missouri has, yeah. And you are going to be one of the three permanent opponents for Missouri. Maybe Missouri, one of the things they wanted with their schedule, maybe they like playing the day after Thanksgiving. Maybe it makes sense to play OU on that day. I, it's just a, a, a thought, a theory of mine, is that you're playing it this year because that's going to happen moving forward. Well, why you you are saying that like you know for a fact that we're going to be I literally just said it's just a thought or a theory I just thought it was odd that they're just playing a, a Black Friday game this year no you said that we're going to be Missouri's going to be one of well, the three that's, teams that we that play that is not set in stone but there's a lot of like the the uh, the proposed 3-6 model that's out there it sounds like Missouri is one of the three well Arkansas has been playing on Black Friday too yeah they have and they might change and play LSU or, or excuse me uh, was it LSU that I had? I had all this arranged, by the way, because Missouri's been playing Arkansas there. I think Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas would play LSU. That would leave A&M to play Texas. Ole Miss plays Mississippi State. Alabama plays Auburn. Georgia plays Georgia Tech. Clemson plays South Carolina. Florida plays Florida State. Vanderbilt plays Tennessee. And Kentucky plays Louisville on um, that rivalry week, that last week of the regular season. Okay. Uh, well, I I dude, it's just a random thought. That's, no, that's, no, no. that's all it is. I'm, I'm, I like playing on Black Friday. Sign me up for it. I'm a yes on Black Friday. Let's do it. Uh, especially this year, I think it happens to fall perfect for us. Um, play on Black Friday. I just hope it's not an early kick. I'd like it to be a, an evening kick. Would be awesome. We play at BYU the week before, and I know – I, there's a lot of worry from from folks that the travel back from from Utah is going to be something that we sh- won't be able to overcome to play TCU on a Friday. Uh, I don't think it's a factor at all. And I like the fact that if you go to the Big 12 championship, you got an extra day built in, right? Yeah. Got an extra day there. Well, possibly. I don't know. Is, who, is there anyone else playing on that Friday? In the uh, Texas has in for the past few years. I don't know if Texas has played on that on that day or yeah. not, but they have here recently. I think um, 
but it hasn't been the same opponent. They they used to play A and M. They they're playing Tech. They're playing Tech on, on that 24th. day this year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I hope o, I bet OU finds a way to start playing Bedlam on Rivalry Weekend. Well, that's not going to be a while for a while if that's going to be the case. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would like for them to. It sounds to me like that is not going to happen. At least right now. Maybe they can always change that, and things can can definitely move around. And maybe when they get a different feel for what the the expanded playoff is, is going to do. Maybe that opens the door up to play a, a tougher non-conference schedule and, and you wouldn't have any issues playing against a, an Oklahoma State every year. I don't know. But I, I wish they did. Guy says, I've been preaching that we do that with a Florida game. OU Florida every Black Friday would be cool. But, yeah, give us that day regardless of who we play. Florida plays Florida State on rivalry weekend. So uh, that, one, that one would be a tough one to get. Yeah. And that and that's kind of why I think um, it could be Missouri that week every year because if you're going to play the same opponent every single year on rivalry weekend, well, it's going to have to be one of the three permanent opponents that you play, right? Yeah. And if the reports are right that your three permanent opponents will be Florida, Missouri, and Texas, well, I don't think the OU Texas game is going to move. Do you? No. I, I think it's going to be second weekend of October. It takes that out. Florida already plays Florida State in that game, so that would leave that would leave Missouri. Yeah. The forced rivalry with Missouri. Maybe uh, maybe we'll find out this month when, when the SEC meetings take place. When it comes to Missouri, something interesting because um, yesterday, did someone text us and ask us about Missouri leaving the SEC? There were uh, yeah. There are there really rumors about Missouri leaving the the SEC, and someone sent a video of yeah. Drinkwitz last talking year. about it. I think at SEC Media Day last year. Yeah, but the, it was it was in reference to a trade. Like would uh, Missouri well, go to the Big Ten, something like that? I'm, remember what I said yesterday, and I hadn't seen that thing yet. Like, that's what I said. Like, the only way Missouri would leave the SEC is if the SEC wanted them out and wanted to bring someone else in to make the numbers right and they were able to make some type of financial situation to make Missouri whole, uh, wherever it was that they were going. Now, um, like, that sounded like it was in a reference to trading Missouri to the Big Ten for someone else. A Purdue to be named later, a Purdue or I don't I don't know who it would be, if that were the case, which I don't think it's the case, but it was something interesting to think about. That would be fun conference realignment trades yeah. at the uh, deadline to Let's see what go. your real value is as a program. Yeah, we're going to uh, swap Missouri for a uh, let's go Missouri for uh, Rutgers here. Really? Program? No, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I was just making the comparison of, like, Missouri was valuable because of the Kansas City and St. Louis markets, I'm uh, guessing, just like Rutgers' is value because of the market they're close to. Yeah. I don't know who, who you would want to trade uh, from the Big Ten. I don't think you'd want to trade anyone. But, I don't know, that was, that was, that was interesting. I don't, I don't think anyone's going anywhere. I don't Missouri would do anything to stay into the SEC. Uh, one more on the text line uh, before we hit a break. A lot uh, – okay, so Mark and Blanchard says, guess I'm on an island, but the BYU game scares me a lot. Here's another from the 405. I'm worried about at BYU. Okay. And, and we can hit a timeout, but 
I want to know, text us, let us know why you're worried about the BYU game. Um, because I just I don't see it. BYU's a strong football team. Uh, you know they've they've done some good things in in years past. It doesn't look like they're projected to be very good this upcoming year. Nope. Um, they're not coming off of uh, uh, anything that was just blow you away a season ago. What do you remember off the top of your head with their final? Record they was? were uh, were they in the New Mexico Bowl last year? Eight maybe they lost to SMU. Beat SMU. They beat SMU in the New Mexico Bowl. Beat SMU. Um, they beat Baylor in that really good game early in the year. Yeah. Um, they lost to Oregon forty-one twenty, um, and then they lost to Notre Dame, Arkansas, Liberty, and East Carolina four games in a row uh, before closing out with four straight wins. So. I don't know. They seem to me like a middle-of-the-road Big 12 team, but at best. Yeah, at best, potentially. We'll see. Let us know. Let us know why you're scared of BYU. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. You're simply the best. Your favorite summer outdoor concert series is back at Riverwind. Beats and Bites is here and bigger than ever. 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult, May 27th. Gin Blossoms with Tonic, June 10th. Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, and Tracy Bird, July 8th. And Gary Allen, August 26th. So the best place for entertainment this summer is right here at Riverwind. Take your game in a new direction and experience one of Southern Oklahoma's finest golf destinations. Located just 20 minutes south of Oklahoma City, Winter Creek Golf and Social Club offers its guests the opportunity to experience 18 beautifully designed holes paired with 14 lakes all across stunning natural landscape. This course does not disappoint. Give us a call at 405-224-GOLF to book your tee time today. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. After an amazing run to the College World Series Finals. It's got a chance. Track. Wall. Gone! Skip Johnson and the boys are back and poised for another run to Omaha. Got him! Swing it! Catch the entire 2023 season right here on the Ref 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, and on the go anywhere in the world on the KREF app. And you can unhitch the wagon, put the ponies in the barn! The home of Sooner fans and your flagship station for Sooner Baseball. The Ref Sports Radio Network. We all know the ecstasy of winning and the agony of defeat. Witness the endlessly endearing and H-I-L-A-R-I-O-U-S hilariously funny 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee June 1st through the 4th at Sooner Theater. With adult humor and a cash bar, it's the most fun you'll ever have at a spelling bee. Tickets are on sale now at SoonerTheater.org. That's the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee June 1st through the 4th at Sooner Theater. 
I'm Gina Mitchell, and I invite you to shop with us at Mitchell's Jewelry. We have the perfect pieces for mom on her special day. Stacking rings, diamond hoops, and our much-loved Bahan bracelets. For graduates, watches are a time-honored favorite. Michelle watches for her, and Shinola watches for him. Sentimental favorites include diamond earrings or a strand of pearls. Your grad will treasure these gifts for years to come. Need some extra help? Call or message us. Our personal shoppers are at the ready. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. And now that we're in May, it's time for graduation parties, trips to the lakes, and swimming in the backyard. And when you need a great selection on your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do and go see Kathy and her staff. They have tons of specials and great advice when you're looking to try something new. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday at 1330 East Alameda right here in Norman or visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. For Native American children living in poverty, there are very few opportunities. But at St. Joseph's Indian School, they have a chance to dream. I can dream of sharing my culture with the world. I can become a nurse and help other people feel better too. I can dream of riding into a brighter future. Since 1927, St. Joe's has provided a path to a brighter future through education for Native American children. Learn more at stjo.org today. Here comes the hot stepper, I'm the lyrical gangster, big up the crew in the area, still have it like that. It's the rush on the ref, we're inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio on this Tuesday. You asked the question to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, hey, why are you guys so scared of BYU? And look, we could have come up with the reasons why on the text line, and that's coming through right now, Brazilian, or excuse me, let me read, uh, let me read that. The only thing I worry about BYU is you're playing 30-year-old grown-ass men with 12 kids who's been, you know, you, you get those jokes on there. Well, yeah, I understand that. But it was the same thing for them last year, and they got beat by, you know, East Carolina, uh, Liberty, got beat by Arkansas handily. Not a very good Notre Dame team last year. Beat them. BYU early in the year was playing pretty good football. Um, towards the end of the year, and I know they won their bowl game. Like that loss to East Carolina, that was a pretty bad loss for them. Mm-hmm. They weren't playing good ball at the end of the year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, in fairness, I don't know a whole lot about BYU and their roster coming back this year. Um, I don't think that quarterback is going to be back, is he? Uh, Jaron Hall. Uh, may, maybe he is. They had a they had a younger guy. Maybe he's a true freshman playing. The, I think did he play in the bowl game last year? Yeah, smaller guy. Uh, he's smaller guy that can run around quite a bit. Yeah, doesn't look like a six foot three quarterback or anything like that. Pretty pretty small guy. Maybe like a Garrett Green type. Soul J. Yeah, Soul J. Maeva Peters. Yeah, he just he played a limited amount last year. Was seven of twelve. Um, no touchdowns, interception. Man, I I don't know. I guess I could be wrong about BYU. I I just I don't I don't think that the it's going to be a a cool place to go play. I don't think I think the environment's going to be good. It's not going to be like going to play at LSU or anything mm, like that. No, there's just no. going to be a good good environment to go on the road and play a football game it's not going to be a roster that's 
should be any more talented than you are, shouldn't have a quarterback that's better than your quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. We got the serious text over the break. Now we're getting to the, you know, <laughs> the funny text. Yeah. I fear BYU because they will be on a mission. <laughs> uh, if they blitz and put our quarterbacks out like Sam Bradford, yeah. then I worry. Fair Eric and the OC, they hate caffeine. Brazilian Sooner, at first I was concerned uh, with BYU on the road, but since it's later in the season, feel like we will be much improved by then and we should throttle uh, West Virginia the week before that. that. And Yeah, that's a good point. That's another reason why like, I don't look at BYU as one of the – two, three toughest games on the schedule. Because I do have expectations this year that this team is going to get better as the year goes on. And seeing as it's the last regular season home game of the year, I would like to think that I'm going to feel pretty good about the team at that point in the season. Yeah. That was not the case last year, and I understand that. But I'm, I'm very hopeful that this team will get a lot better as the team as the year rolls on. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see with BYU um... – you know, I'll have to learn more about the roster as as the as the season unfolds, and and we'll get a chance to see see what they look like, see their schedules. Sam Houston, uh, Southern Utah, and then they play at Arkansas as their final non conference, and uh, they open up on the road against Kansas for the big for their first Big Twelve game. And well, typically that would be the exact Big 12 game you would like to open with. Not it ain't going to be this year. Not not this year, for sure, man. Uh, new new venue, just new environment. Uh, new opponent, new stadium. OU hasn't played in. Just the unknown because it's a road game, I believe. Well, maybe there's just a, a bad feeling around BYU because you've, you've played them twice in program history. You lost 31-6 to in a bowl game back in the mid-'90s. And then, of course, you lost that season opener in uh, 2009 when Sam Bradford got hurt to BYU 16-13 at uh, then Cowboy Stadium. Right. So BYU is one of the very few programs that you have never beaten before in program history, which is kind of wild. Right. It is wild. Um, which uh, did just get a text message. They got Slovis in the, uh, in the transfer portal. They got Keaton Slovis? Yes. BYU did. Uh, he was at – Pitt last year, and now he's at BYU. Yeah, okay, I think that's right. I don't remember that. It's but. hard to keep track of all the uh, the moving pieces out there. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Keaton Slovis at BYU. My that's opinion right. does not change whatsoever on on BYU. This is at least the third school that he's been at. Oh my gosh! Let's see. He, he did he start at USC? Started at USC. Yeah, and then I think he went to Pitt last year, and now from Pitt to BYU. Well, I feel like he went somewhere before Pitt, didn't he? I think you're confusing him maybe with your uh, your boy down in uh, down at Rice this year. It's possible. JT Daniels. It's possible. Uh, that is, that's like the frustrating thing with, um, it's not like NFL, uh, NFL free agency can be difficult and it takes you a little while to remember at times who went where in free agency, but there's usually way more talk about those guys and there's Keaton Slovis going fewer. to BYU can kind of, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a forgettable one. Slides under the radar a bit, so. Yeah. Anyone that fears BYU must not think OU will be any good, says the texture in the 404. Which, hey, that's fair, right? That's fair. So, uh, Cloudy and 30 degrees predicted weather at BYU. That's probably a pretty good bet. Yeah. 
Might be pretty cold that night. Could be cold. But um, surely this team can play in cold weather and maybe even a little bit of a, sn- a little bit of snow if it comes to it. And a, a good environment. I think a lot of times Oklahoma's played some of their best ball in big environments on the road. That's just uh, – I don't know. For whatever reason, it tends to wake the football team up a little bit more, I feel like. So you said BYU's first Big 12 game is uh, at KU? Is that what you said? Yes. Uh, Houston's first Big 12 home game, at least. I don't know if it's their first uh, Big 12 game entirely. read this today. They're hosting TCU, and Mm. they're wanting to make that a night game, have like a major concert surrounding that game, and for it to be a citywide event, which it's one of the – bigger things that's happened to Houston Athletics, certainly their football program, in quite some time. I like that idea. Like, all right, let's maximize our opportunity yeah. here. Let's make it a night game, concert surrounding it, citywide event. Let's let's go. I, I like that for Houston. Yeah, I do too. Uh, let's see, Houston schedule, UTSA is their opener at Rice, and then TCU at home is their third game of the year, 9-16, September 16th. So, it's bumped up in into the non-conference slate there. So, yeah, that would be that would be cool. As long as they can pack it in. Is and it is it inedi- inevitable this year with a what fourteen team Big Twelve? Not everyone plays everyone. Or we're gonna have to go to some wacky tiebreaker to decide the second team that goes to, or maybe both teams that go to the Big Twelve title game this year. Yes. D- don't don't let OU be in a tiebreaker, boy. I'll be uh, nervous about how they're going to uh, determine that one. In the old Big Twelve, I feel like they would, I, just cancel the Big Twelve championship game and name three teams as co Big Twelve champs. Well, we've seen them name two Big Twelve uh, champs one time. Yeah, that's right. So maybe they, they used do to it do it. I mean, that's benefited OU before, though. What I'm talking about, no eight when OU was higher ranked in the BCS than Texas. Yeah. So they technically won the South, but uh, with how everyone feels about OU this year, they might say, "Well, this is one tiebreaker and totally change it up." Who knows? Yeah, we we need to get back on the winning side of some of those uh, benefit of the doubt situations we've we've been gifted in the past. 2009 BYU was the first game ever at Jerry Jones World. Fact check comes back true, I think, yeah. right? I think the Cowboys may have had pre-season. a preseason yeah. game before that, but like the first actual game, yeah. It, they, OU played a game there, a regular season game there before the Cowboys did. Right. It's pretty cool. Um, well, the game wasn't that cool. There's someone trying – Trying to tell you, of all people, what the name of BYU Stadium is. Lavelle Edwards Stadium? I know. You know every stadium in the entire country. pretty disrespectful. Country. Uh, what's West Virginia Stadium? Milan Pushkar Stadium. What's Texas Tech's? Uh, Jones AT&T Stadium. Does Kansas State have a weird name? It's now Bill Snyder Family Stadium, formerly Wagner Field. Here's a tough this one. This is the part. Well, okay, after this one, you'll call me a dork or a loser. No, so no, no. See if I can get this one. Cincinnati. That used to be, well, it's, it's a very similar name as to our text line, correct? Is that right? I don't know. I was just looking at names. It used to be Nippert Stadium. I don't know. Maybe uh, they changed it. Yeah. Okay. I think you're, I think you're right. Uh, oh, did they? No, it's still Nippert Stadium. Okay, good. Now, yeah. you, now, now, now you can go ahead and say it. As we go into a break. Yeah, oh, you're such a huge dork. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. Uh, 
final time out of hour number one. Keep hitting us on the Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Fiener Home and Chapel in Moores continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. full of anchors meant to keep you in place but the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them so every time you raise a pacifico let it be a reminder to live life anchors up hi y'all this is monica paris with the lions bank as part of our mission, we give you the resources you need to fulfill your vision and blaze your trail. Valiance Bank recognizes and salutes our Valiance Bank Trailblazers, a group of exceptional female industry leaders who started businesses and became leaders in their industry. Whether you're undertaking a new business venture, purchasing a home, or simply want more convenience, Valiance Bank is here for you. Visit valiance.bank or give me a call at 405-286-5750. What is a good neighbor? It's someone nearby who helps make your life a little easier. I'm State Farm Agent Julia Chu, and my team and I take time to understand your insurance and financial needs. So whether you're preparing for retirement or in need of auto, home, life, or business insurance, get the kind of help you'd expect from a good neighbor. Visit the Julia Chu Agency or call 329-3311. Come visit at our new location, 701 Wall Street, Norman. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. What a bomb. <laughs> what a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. About the time Boot Scoot and Boogie and stuff came out. It was late 91 or early 92. And, uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of that place in Enid. Um, it's not there, obviously, still, but... Uh, Thirty plus years that I started that I've been Brooks and done. <laughs> yeah, boot scoot boogie. Are you trying to make fun of them? Here we go, do si do. Come on, baby, let's go. Boot scoot. 
What else do they sing besides that? Are they just going to sing uh, that over and over again? No, they have like hundreds of hits. They've been around, oh. as I just mentioned, for three decades. Yeah, you loser. T-Row and TJ, weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. I'm Gina Mitchell, and I invite you to shop with us at Mitchell's Jewelry. We have the perfect pieces for mom on her special day. Stacking rings, diamond hoops, and our much-loved Bahan bracelets. For graduates, watches are a time-honored favorite. Michelle watches for her, and Shinola watches for him. Sentimental favorites include diamond earrings or a strand of pearls. Your grad will treasure these gifts for years to come. Need some extra help? Call or message us. Our personal shoppers are at the ready. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. Things like grass clippings and leaves can contribute harmful levels of nutrients into our surface and drinking water. We must improve water quality at Lake Thunderbird, our main drinking water source, which begins with taking care of our stormwater. Bag your clippings when mowing or leave them to break down and nourish your lawn. We drink our stormwater, so don't blow it by leaving your grass clippings in the street. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. It's the rush on the ref. Bob Stoops going to join us coming up next hour at the top of the 4 o'clock hour at 4.05, so be sure to tune in for that. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the rush. Check them out, cavensgroup.com, especially if you have an emergency repair. Cavens Group, they are on the call 24-7. Serious question, I, I really don't know. Has anything happened in the past hour or so with Bob Huggins since we've been on the air? Because I think West Virginia said that they they put out a statement yesterday and they said they were going to review it. And I haven't seen them put out anything yet today, which is interesting. I haven't either. Now, here's the bad thing for for Huggins. Anytime you have something like this, it it gives them an opportunity. I don't know what his contract situation is, but they've been down recently, hoops-wise. And this gives them an opportunity to fire with cause and not have to pay a buyout. But I, they've had such a long relationship with him. I, that would be pretty. It's going to fracture the. Yeah. It's it's going to fracture things one way or the other. Like West Virginia's in a not fun spot right now. And that's I don't, for sure. I, I don't know what the what the West Virginia fan base's like opinion has been of the whole situation. Um, I, I don't know what their opinion of him was before. Like if they were already calling for change, I have no idea. Hard to comment, but they're in a West Virginia administration's in a tough position. <laughs> it was a mess on social media last night. I even saw a story that was tweeted out that had like the opinions of the matter from all the college basketball experts and, Let's just say that Doug Gottlieb's opinion was not the same as Dan Wolken's opinion from the USA Today. Yeah. A, a lot of those guys had different opinions on what should happen moving forward with uh, with Bob Huggins. Well, oh, boy. Yeah. It's uh, not a good spot for old Bob Huggins and West Virginia. See what they do, man. I'm... You, got, you got a feel on what's going to happen? <sighs> no, I don't. I, I don't have a feel because – I still haven't heard the whole thing. Oh, you, um, you didn't hear it? No. Well, I referenced the wrong F word yesterday. 
Yeah, I, I think I found that out later. Yeah, I because the tweet, I wasn't going to play it on the show, obviously. Right. And we're in the middle of it. It said F dot, you know, that had some dashes and then an right. S in the end. I guess that's what immediately came to mind for me. I don't know <laughs> right. whether that's good or bad. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't have a feeling of it. I just, I don't know. It's hard to know what the whole atmosphere was really like there. Um, you know, I in West Virginia before, which could have something to do with it, too. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got Coach Stoops joining us next. Stay tuned. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's four-post bed. 1400 AM.